Let's go, I'm a bulldog. So Georgia, who won't pick it? I love the family atmosphere and the way they handle business. Education is important, trying to reach the next level. I want the best in life, I never said. What's up, guys? Good evening, everybody. This is Jeff Sintel, dognation.com. Gather in, folks. We got another Before the Hedges here on Wednesday night coming from the uh, tranquil and quaint uh, Sintel family home living room. Hope you guys are having a good Wednesday night. Uh, hope you guys are watching Before the Hedges. If we've got any first-timers out there, thank you very much. Can't tell you how much we all appreciate you guys hanging out every Wednesday night. Uh, shout out to all you first commenters. Shout out to all you top fans on Facebook. Shout out to everybody that has been to Kroger and got some groceries today and now can say that they're joining Before the Hedges, brought to you by Kroger. Of course, Before the Hedges will become a uh, podcast on uh, the Apple Podcast platform. You can find it on YouTube. You can find it on SoundCloud. You can find it on uh, the Apple Podcast platform. You can find it on Spotify, all that cool stuff. Uh, but tonight, uh, Tonight, we're talking uh, a, a lot of things, and I guess I got to start off. I, I mean, there's a – I guess there's a tendency. Let me go ahead and um, talk about – I don't even like addressing things that are out there in the world that I, I just consider to be really sensation, sensational or just kind of really off base. Um, I think that the name of the hour, the name of the month, the name everybody's on everybody's mind for Georgia right now and recruiting – and the recruiting spear is, is always is often going to be Arch Manning. Uh, as much as a guy like me tries to write about guys like Jonel Aguero, uh, Victor Burley, Caleb Downs, Brandon Ennis, uh, Justice Haynes. Uh, we got a story up tonight about uh, Tamari and Parker. We wrote about some of the other 2022 signees this week. And uh, but all, all the report out there, I think that you know that Arch Manning was down to two schools. Definitely not true. I think it's been um, some of the stories coming out today from 24-7 Sports and other outlets have um, basically uh, ran counter to, I guess, the, the weekend or the late, late last week headlines that, that said Arch Manning was down to Alabama and uh, Texas and Texas only. Uh, not to be the case at all. I do feel that Georgia is right in the thick of things there with Arch Manning. And uh, I think Georgia and Arch Manning are going to go quite a long way uh, in terms of uh, going the distance in terms of his recruitment. Uh, be very interesting to see what happens with Georgia and quarterback in the 2023 class because I think it does affect Georgia in the 2024 class as well. But um, that having been said, I hope everybody's enjoying themselves. If you've got a question, Facebook or YouTube as well, uh, feel free to drop them in there and I'll try to play uh, Johnny on the spot. Uh, trying to cater to a lot of your questions. Hope everybody uh, has had their national championship merch delivered by now. I'm talking to a few folks that tell me they've still waited on some things from their favorite uh, national championship Natty merchandise supplier. Uh, speaking of, uh, I think we've got two interviews today that we always try to make sure we come with some juice, something very interesting uh, for everyone in the first half of our show, like the first A block of our show, first quarter of our show. We'd like to start fast. We've got two very good interviews. Everybody's like, all right, Jeff, who are the interviews? Well, one of them is from the 2023 class. That's Ruben Owens II. If you guys want to hear from him, uh, some of the quotes uh, that appeared in a recent Dog Nation story, they're there. Some other things that did not appear in a recent Dog Nation story are there. Uh, got some pictures in the uh, interview package as well from his recent UGA visit. Uh, that's kind of what we're going to have. That's our second interview we're going to show you. 
first interview, I think it's fantastic. I think it is a great picture and a great insight into Marvin Jones Jr. I got to speak to him one-on-one out in Texas for the All-American Bowl. The brightest of futures for that young man. We've got a video portion of our coverage tonight. We will have a a full-blown story on Marvin Jones Jr. coming in the next couple of days on dognation.com. I know you would you guys will be very interested in that. Uh, Marvin is a terrific young man, fun dude, uh, fun family as well. And some of the stories uh, around his recruitment are going to be pretty fun to tell. If you guys don't know who Marvin Jones is, you only know him as the five-star edge rusher, uh, the son of former Florida State All-American linebacker Marvin Jones. Uh, sit back, uh, enjoy your favorite beverage here on a Wednesday night. And uh, before the Hedges special right now is a Dog Nation conversation with five-star edge Marvin Jones Jr. He is a 2022 signee that will show up in late May or June in Athens. Enjoy. What does it feel to be a Bulldog, man? Is this week just reinforced you you got the right Uh, choice, baby? Definitely, I think. Hanging out with my brothers, really. The rest of my Bulldog has definitely been a good experience, getting everybody a little bit better. So can't wait. What does it mean to you to be committed or signed and sealed with this Georgia program? It's definitely a relaxing feeling. Uh, It's kind of stressful. I can come out here and have fun. Uh, you know, competing is the best. I don't have to worry about anything but competing, really. So definitely uh, a lot of weight off my shoulders. So I got to get this. I got to get your reaction to this one on camera. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm writing a big, huge Marvin Jones story. Stuff yeah. that nobody's read about you yet. You just <laughs> creeped into the class really late. Yeah. When you saw the karaoke video about, you know who I'm talking about. On your official, somebody at Georgia did karaoke. Yeah. That rarely ever does karaoke. <laughs> yeah. What went through your mind when you saw that? I thought, you know, it's kind of annoying at first. Like, you know, I was going to sit down with Watch the video and see my uncle getting to get him to sing. I heard he never sang before, so I, mean, I guess it's cool. He brought that, brought that out. It was smart. So it's cool to see. <laughs> did you did you know you were going by then, or did that just float that boat on down the river a little bit? Uh, no, nah, I think you know I didn't completely you know, make my mind until I got home, really. But you know that was definitely a cool, cool thing to see. You know, everything really was a big family. So, um, Marvin, I'm going to wrap the fire with these. Okay. Really quickly, there's seven Georgia guys here. There might be eight eventually. Um, I'm going to roll off all the names. I'm going to mm-hmm. help you out with them and tell me what you think of each of the guys because yeah. I'm going to do a story about what all you guys think about each other. We're going to call him Blanket. We're going to call him Julian Island. I yeah. mean, this guy is like, he never stops, right? He's a clown. A clown. C-L-O-W. On the field, what's he like? Nah, he's, you know, he does what he does. Fast, long, tall. He covers. That's what he does. So definitely going to be cool playing, playing with him. Michael. Oh, he's a dog. Y'all can see from the videos. He's got alpha dog back to back. He, he's someone I can't wait to work with. You know, I think he does a lot of stuff better than me. You know, having him on my side really, I think, is going to elevate my game. I think it'll elevate his. I think I, I do some stuff. You know, he he doesn't do. He does a lot of stuff I don't do. So I think us being able to learn from each other is going to make us really great players. How do you side by side and choosing choosing who to double? Does that get your mouth watering? Can't do it. You can't double both of us. So we'll see how he's next three years. So. Oscar Dell. Oh, he's my guy. Really, duh. I mess with Doug. I met him this weekend. He's cool. You know, he's laid back. He's the type of guy I can kick it with. Gunner Stockton, QB1. We need him. Oh he's like a dad. Gunner, Gunner's, uh, you know, he looks over all of us. Uh, you know, Gunner, he's really cool. He's very quiet. But uh, he throws the ball well. That's what I put him up the uh, We also got to talk about Griffin Scroggs. He looks like a big grizzly bear. Yeah, yeah. He, he looks, you know, he, he looks how he acts. Uh, he's a cool, you know, big laid back dude. He's chill. Somebody you can definitely kick it with. And, uh, you know, he gets along with everybody well. How many times did you change your mind over the course of your decision? Yeah, sure. If you sit there and you said, heart of hearts, I'm going that school. How many times did that change? 
Giannis probably like like eight, eight, <laughs> eight. So who were the schools? Even from day one, all the way. Day one, like my sophomore year, uh, it was it was Florida State at first, um, and then Miami ended up offering me before Florida State. So that kind of you know kind of pushed me away a little bit. Um, I ended up coming back to Florida State. Um, then it was probably Clemson before they offered me, and then Oklahoma. And I went to Alabama. And then it was Alabama for a little while. I went to Georgia. And then it was probably back to Florida State after after Georgia. And my, my last visit, I think, kind of sealed it with Georgia. So. Marvin Jones, man, thanks for the time. Yes, sir, You're yes, rocking sir. that towel. Like Cam Newton, look, right? <laughs> yes, sir. Appreciate you, buddy. Definitely. All right, guys, that's Marvin Jones Jr. What a great interview that guy was, right? I mean, first of all, that, that deep – that deep bass in his voice uh, it sounds like he needs to be on an R&B hit. And then, like, man, uh, size of this kid, the work ethic, what he brings to the table, that synergy of him and Michael Williams is going to be fascinating. Like you said, can't double both of us. There's no way you can double both of us. And uh, I think there's going to let a lot, lot, of do- lot of dogs turn loose in the years to come off this pass rush, specifically with the 2022 signing class. Big Bear Alexander – Christian Miller, Sean Washington, uh, Michael Williams, and Marvin Jones Jr. Throw in Darius, Darius Smith as well. I don't think Georgia, C.J. Madden, can't forget that guy. Another guy coming off shoulder surgery right now in Athens. But, man, look at all that. That is a tantalizing front. Instant pass rush, kind of like those old Raymond noodles you would get at uh, on the Kroger Isles as well. Very brilliant future. I, I, I tell you guys, I think of Marvin Jones. I think he's a first-round draft pick walking. I just don't think – I think probably a top 10, top 12 pick walking. I mean, he's going to bring everything to the table, football DNA, brains, work ethic. He's uh, going to get coached up uh, by Coach Chidera as well, the new uh, outside linebackers coach as well. Um, be very, very cool uh, to watch that guy uh, kind of grow and evolve in tandem with all those other great freshman defensive line and front seven guys in Athens. That's a five-star from the 2022 class. How would you like to hear from a five-star from the 2023 class? This wouldn't be uh, uh, the – I wouldn't be covering a program known as RBU if I wasn't talking about a running back in the 2023 class, a five-star. You guys want to know what Reuben Owens the second uh, thinks about the Georgia Bulldogs, thinks about NIL, thinks about his recent uh, trip to Georgia. What does he think about his top five schools? Coming at you right now here on Before the Hedges. Uh, Georgia, it was a great visit, you know. It showed me great hospitality. You know, Coach Smart, I talked to him one-on-one. I like the things he was saying. What were the things he wanted to impress upon you? He was just telling me how he's going to use me, be able to use me at the backfield because I could catch the ball too, uh, how he's going to get the ball to me and all that. So, yeah, and how, how to how to deal with stuff work, NIL stuff. I was not all about that. It's about you know when you go, you go you you know at Georgia you got a chance to make it to the next level, so don't try to rush you into it and all that. How does that is that show up on your radar? Are you looking for NIL deals? I've had some people tell me that I, I want to make twenty million in three years rather than a hundred grand in one year. Is that is that something that sticks to you? What do you think about all that? The NIL thing, yeah, yeah it's kind of like. Who wouldn't want? Who, like, what young kid wouldn't want to get big money? But like, it's over. You know, when it's not all about that. 
Was it fun for you, Ruben? These visits are supposed to be fun. What was the what was the best, maybe the most fun part of the visit for you? Uh, just hanging around the uh, other players, you know, um, in, in my classes, just having fun. What was the message from uh, Coach McGee? Oh, uh, Coach McGee, he he basically saying how he's going to get me better, and like how he, um. The other running backs in the lead and stuff, stuff like that. Uh, Coach McGee's a real cool guy. You know, he, he's pretty nice. So yeah. Is he? Is there something about his approach that's maybe different from everybody else? That that's why he's able to sign so many great backs like yourself. Do you notice things about him where he does it differently than other guys? Uh, he show you. He tell you how you want to get better. He don't just tell you how great you are. Other coaches there tell you. How, how bad they want you, how great you are. He'll tell you what things you need to get better. How, how, what's your timeline look for? Do you see yourself um, maybe making a decision this time next year, or are you going to enroll early? What is your timeline? What do you think it is right now? Yeah, I'm going to enroll early in school. So, um, you know, I'm really looking for a family. Georgia, they're family. So, yeah, I'm just out here. I'm probably going to – I don't know when I'm going to make a decision, though. It could be soon, though. It's going to be soon, you think? Yes, sir. Are you going to make take all five of your officials in the spring and then make it? or? Yeah, I'm going to take my officials first. So you can get that done in, in April and May and then maybe make a decision over the summer? Is that Does that feel out of the ordinary, that that could, that could be your timeline? Yes, sir. You know, the main thing that you're looking for is, you know, to have fun and maybe what's the what's the biggest, you know, check boxes for Georgia? What's the biggest check boxes that they check off for you? Biggest check box. Uh, just how Georgia, you know, like that's a big school, a big SEC school. And, like, they for sure, like Georgia is the type of school that can for sure get you to the next level. Did you try on all the different colors of uniforms or did you just settle on a certain one? I just stayed on red. Which one did you have? I had on the red and gray. Red with the gray pants. The traditional one, huh? Yes, sir. What, what do you feel like putting that one on? Did you put it on before on another visit, or was that your first time? No, nah, the other visit I had on the black and gray. You like the red and gray the best, though? Yes, sir. Um, And then for you, did you like – um what, what – I, I think I've read you, – you, so you still have five schools, though, right? You have – what are the approaches for all those schools? If you could just base, basically give me the, you know, the, the thing that really sticks out to you about each, that would be great. Let's start with maybe Alabama. Alabama, you know, they're a powerhouse. Um, Coach Saban, he's a real nice guy. He's straightforward with you. Tells you like, he also tells you how you can get better, too. And Bama and Alabama – you're going to be going against the best of the best every day. How about USC? That was yeah. a school. Sticks out with Riley now, I bet. Yeah, with Riley. Um, he joined me since my first year since he was at OU. So, mm-hmm. like, just him going to USC made me, like, put USC in a picture. How about Texas? That was the school you were once committed to. Yeah, Texas. Same thing with them. They with me since my freshman year. Um, Texas, you know, I'm a Texas kid. So, like, you know, Texas will prove me pretty hard at a young age. So, I just – I'm sticking with them because, like, Texas is – I like – and I also like Austin very much. And I guess the fifth one would be A&M. How do you feel about A&M and what they've done 
they've recruited pretty well over the last year. Yeah, they got a real got a real big class. So um, Texas A&M, uh, they recruited me since my freshman year too, and A&M was just College Station. It's a vibe, bro. Uh, so like I just been vibing with them. Uh, Coach Rob, Tommy Robinson, Coach Jimbo, you know, they just some real nice guys. So yeah. What's up, guys? How'd you think about that? Ruben Owens the second talked about a lot of things. Talked about his top five schools. Talked about Georgia. I thought it was very interesting how he said he's looking for his family, and he's already realized that the Georgia Bulldogs football program and his recruiting effort that's kind of been led by uh, Georgia's ace recruiter Del McGee uh, certainly feels like a family resembles a family to him as well. Uh, hope everybody's having a good Wednesday night so far. I mean, I'm feeling good. How's everybody feeling good? Quick programming note. Uh, next week, we will not have a Before the Hedges uh, because this guy right here is going to be on a boat. Uh, we're going to be uh, vacating. We're going to be on vacation next week. I hope uh, you guys – so tell the lovely ones in your life, your significant others, that you got a free uh, Wednesday night, next Wednesday, because there will be no Before the Hedges. They will be uh, on the vacation uh, next week here, uh, brought to you by – uh, dognation.com and brought to you by Kroger as well. Speaking of Kroger, it's commercial time. Anybody wants to see some more of those championship, natty championship hot wings, that recipe from Chef John and myself, uh, check it out right here. All right, Dog Nation, I've got Chef John here with Kroger. What we're trying to do is we're trying to take that tailgate to national championship standards. Chef John, we got some three-star wing recipes. How do we take it to the next level? Jeff, you've heard of buffalo wings, you've heard of barbecue wings. We're gonna take these to the next level. What we're gonna do is an orange garlic glazed wing. All right, John, now normally, my friends do not allow the color orange at the tailgate. Trusting you, man. You're gonna love these. We're gonna get grilling right now. This is a garlic orange glazed wing. Made in marinade last night. It's with orange juice, brown sugar, garlic, salt and pepper, a little bit of butter and some hot sauce. Absolutely fantastic. So I didn't bring my own container in the marinade. I brought it in a Ziploc bag. Why? So I don't have to worry about washing, but also it's quick and easy to dispose of it and nice and clean and sanitary. Wings hot off the grill. All right, guys, been hearing some good intel about this one. Mmm. You know what, dog fans? This is the type of orange you want at your tailgate. Dog Nation, you just got a five-star upgrade to your tailgate menu. Check out dognation.com all season long for tailgate tips and recipes brought to you by Kroger. I guess that's Chef John and Chef Jeff. Hope everybody's had themselves a good evening meal as well. We're going to roll on here with Before the Hedges. Let me see. Uh, lots of stuff to get to this week, I think. I've seen some questions in the feeds already on Facebook, also on YouTube. People are asking about the 2023 class. People are asking me, asking me about receivers. I'm going to tell you, folks, there is a new receiver name I've kind of added to the board uh, to kind of pay attention to uh, in the 2023 cycle, aside from five-star wide receiver uh, Brandon Ennis. Uh, let's take a look at that right now. We, we're expanding the globe here a little bit. We're going to go top 15 now on our top targets. And reminder, folks, PSA here. Top targets are basically the guys that I think have an interest in Georgia. Georgia has an interest in him. And I guess the matchmaking or the process of courting 
is certainly happening now called recruiting uh, between a lot of these guys. It is no uh, certainty that these guys will end up at Georgia, but, and I don't, I just don't list the top 15 guys, highest rated guys with offer offers. There's a little bit of a science to it. There's a little bit of uh, the position needy for 2023, uh, what type of ability can he bring to the table? Could he play right away? How impactful would he be? That's what makes up the uh, disclaimer for all things top targets. This week's top targets, we, uh, we see a familiar name at number 15, Trayon Webb. Trayon sent out a tweet recently that he's going he's gonna, to um, go to his top five schools. He's going to have five schools there uh, and take his official visits in the spring, and he will commit before his senior year. He will likely commit sometime in the uh, summer as well. You hear a lot of South Carolina interest from him. Uh, Georgia's always in the mix there as well. What are the other, what are the other schools going to be that become his final five? Be very interesting to see. Will he consider Oklahoma again, a school he was once interested in? Will he consider USC? That was the guy he was committed to in Lincoln Riley. Uh, very intriguing. And Trayon's a guy actually had got his offer when Todd Hartley was at Miami many, many moons ago. He got his offer when he was in the spring of his seventh grade year, before his eighth grade year. Funny story, quick story about Trayon Webb is that uh, there's a running back now that uh, was committed to Miami at the time that I think just now exhausted his eligibility at Ohio State. Uh, and there, there's a rule in uh, Florida high school football when you're on a K-12 through campus, seventh graders can practice with the varsity. There was a situation where everybody was hurt, everybody had turf toe. And so they handed the ball to Trayon Webb as a seventh grader and uh, recruiter uh, Todd, extraordinaire. Todd Hartley got to see uh, Trayon Webb ripping and running and breaking big gains as a rising eighth grader. And he got the offer uh, from the Miami Hurricanes at that time. Uh, number 14, we, we just wrote about him today. Tamarion Parker, guy wants to be a uh, sports journalist one day, he wants to be a sports broadcaster. Number 91 overall player in the country. He's got a top five Actually got a top six right now. He's got a plus one. His top five goes Penn State, Ohio State, Tennessee, Alabama, Georgia. His plus one is Clemson. He, he would expand his top group to six schools if he gets the Clemson offer. Currently does not have the Clemson offer. You guys want to know why Tennessee is in there? That's because he grew up in Knoxville. Strong military family. Really nice dude to chat with. Good cook. Uh, his go-to meal, if he was making something, he said for uh, Halle Berry's daughter, uh, as he said, he would make a homemade chicken sandwich, homemade fried chicken sandwich with some French fries. And he said it would be chef's kiss. It would be great. Kind of like Chef John would cook up right there uh, to Marion Parker. 13 is another Alabama defensive end. There are a lot of players in Alabama this year, probably the best year Alabama, state of Alabama has ha ever had. They've got three five stars, Peter Woods out of Thompson High School, A.J. Harris, Tony Mitchell, um, Number 12 on the list is Caden McDonald. Caden McDonald just did – there was a tweet about that this morning. He did two, two reps with 545. Caden had 20 sacks as a zero-tech nose guard for 7A uh, North Gwinnett as a junior. He had 62 tackles for loss. That is a new North Gwinnett High School state record. Excuse me, a North Gwinnett High School school record, not state record. Let's get that clear. Pardon me on that one. And he also had a tight eight. Team record for 20 sacks in one season. Love this about Caden McDonald. Okay, listen to this. He had seven sacks in one game in a playoff game as a zero-tech nose guard. Very hard to do. It's kind of like Freddie Freeman hitting a 600-foot home run in baseball. And then the next week, he caught a flare pass out of the backfield as an H-back 
fullback type, and he caught a touchdown pass in the next week of the Georgia high school playoffs. Folks, I, I, I can't say this definitively, but I don't think there's ever in the history of high school football been a young man that played defensive line and he got seven sacks in one high school playoff game, and then the following week caught a touchdown pass. Not sure that has ever happened. If it's probably never happened in the state of Georgia, highly unlikely unless we're talking about some eight-man football or some private school football in a really small school. What a phenomenal feat there. Uh, Cade McDonald really likes Georgia as well. A lot of schools, Cade McDonald has kind of maintained Georgia as is probably the school to beat for quite some time. Uh, Cormani McLean, that's the number one cornerback in the country. He had a recent impactful visit to UGA. The new name from the wide receiver board this week would be uh, Braylon James out of DelVal in uh, Texas. I believe he's the number 71 overall prospect, the nation's number 11 wide receiver, about 6'2 and some change, about 180 pounds out of Texas. Number nine is another wide receiver, Brandon Ennis out of American Heritage in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Number eight, new name to the list is four-star linebacker Troy Bowles out of Jesuit High in Tampa, Florida. And, yes, that is the son of the NFL coach uh, as well. Uh, just heard from him. Number seven, Reuben Owens the second. They call him four so crazy. They call him the black unicorn. He had a phenomenal uh, high school season, 2,900 yards, I think 12.9 yards per carry, 45 touchdowns. He's got – excuse me, 29 touchdowns. He has 45 touchdowns and something like 4,500 yards over his past two high school seasons. Number six, speaking of a lot of yards and touchdowns, the Georgia legacy, Justice Haynes is number six. Number five, five five-star edge, Malik Bryan. I think he's the number two edge in the country. Four-star, excuse me, number four is five-star safety man, Jonel Aguero, uh, Clemson, Alabama, Ohio State, Miami, Florida, those are the schools that are really working hard for Jonel Aguero. He has been a longtime uh, major top target for Georgia in the 2023 class. Moving up a notch is five-star quarterback Arch Manning out of Isidore Newman in New Orleans, Louisiana. Number two, five-star defensive lineman out of Warner Robins, Victor Burley. Vic Burley, uh, that's a guy, the more you talk to him, the more you hear from him, he was a guy that did not want to rush his decision, but it sounds like he can be comfortable if he feels right where he can make his decision before his senior football season. Number one, the number one player in Georgia after the reclassification of LT Overton to the 2022 class, that is five-star safety man Caleb Downs, the number one safety in the country for 2023. Uh, other names to consider, let's kind of roll through them. Uh, middle Georgia linebacker C.J. Allen, uh, just picked up an offer from Florida. Uh, Justin Benton, the Georgia legacy. I had a question. I saw a question early in our show about Justin Benton. I don't know. If you, had to, if you had to press me on that, I think Justin Benton is a guy that probably needs to be in the Georgia class. Would certainly be a welcome and wonderful addition. Of course, Justin Benton is another Georgia legacy as well. Uh, four-star wide receiver Santana Fleming, also out of American Heritage High School. Jamal Jarrett, that's the Athletic big man, got Jordan Davis size out of North Carolina, Xavier Hardy out of middle Georgia, Gabe Harris out of South Georgia, Thomas County Central. New name to the list, another wide receiver, Kyler Casper out of Arizona, recently dropped his top 10 schools, and uh, Georgia made his top 10. Casper, about 6'5", lots of receiver skill, kind of explosive ability as well. 
Four-star offensive tackle Peyton Kirkland, that's another name. He was also in town and kind of buddied up with Reuben Owens the second on their recent uh, Georgia unofficial visit. Another wide receiver, four-star Caden Lee. Uh, five-star offensive lineman Francis Magoa. Xavier McLeod out of Camden High School in Camden, South Carolina. Uh, five-star cornerback. I think he's probably a star or a nickel safety uh, in college. Tony Mitchell, another five-star out of Alabama. Five-star offensive tackle Caden Proctor. Now, he's out of Iowa. Uh, five-star nation's number one offensive tackle. Recently dropped to top seven, and the Bulldogs made his top seven. Uh, five-star tight end Deuce Robinson. That's the number one tight end in the country. Uh, four-star edge, another kid out of Alabama, Quay Roussaw. Four-star offensive lineman Madden Sanker just won a recent state championship for uh, South Paulding in uh, Douglasville. You got James Smith, another five-star defensive lineman out of uh, Montgomery, Alabama. He was at IMG Academy for a time last year, but then bobbed back to his local community. Five-star defensive lineman Jaden Wayne out of Washington. And the final name on the list is four-star wide receiver Hakeem Williams. A lot of guys, uh, a lot of schools, a lot of big-time schools are after Hakeem Williams. One of those kind of like George Pickens-type skill set receivers in the 2023 class. The most important restock positions are offensive tackle, wide receiver, running back, and outside linebacker. Uh, Got edge guys, need running backs. I think Georgia gets at least two. Georgia needs to get those playmakers at wide receiver, and this is the year where they go back into the land. I feel, of the five-star and the All-American offensive tackles. Uh, Breakdown for the 2023 class, we'd like to give you a quick snapshot here. Some bad news since one of our last uh, shows. Uh, Georgia and its nine commits have now dropped to number two in the country. Notre Dame has overtaken the top spot as a number one team in the number one ranked recruiting class in the country right now. Georgia's recruiting class looks like six offense and three defense. One of the things I want you to think about right now is I see – you know, this is just such an early phase for this recruiting class. I don't expect all the names that are currently committed to Georgia to remain in this class. I could see a situation where maybe two or three names in this recruiting class do not wind up with the Bulldogs on signing day. Uh, always happens, especially the way in the level that Georgia recruits. Keep in mind last year, fun fact, Georgia, this class of 29, 30 guys, I believe, in the 2022 signing class, includes 12 guys who were once committed to another school, 12 decommitments from another program eventually signed with Georgia. If you want to count Big Bear Alexander's decommitments, then there are 13 guys that were decommitted, that decommitted from an original school only to uh, eventually uh, sign with the Georgia Bulldogs. Kind of par for the course in the portal era, I would say. Uh, Five guys in state, four guys out of state. Nobody in the top 50 as of yet. Five top 100 guys, six top 150 guys. Uh, Georgia's right now, if I can break down their class, they have two tight ends, two wide receivers. That's four. Um, They have one defensive lineman in seven cloud. They have one, two cornerbacks in Marcus Washington Jr. and Kyan Lee. Uh, that is what the recruiting class looks like so far at this time for Georgia in the class of 2023. Two corners, one defensive lineman, and six guys on offense. Uh, There are four offensive players among Georgia's uh, five highest-rated commitments. I'm sure that's a trend that everybody would welcome and applaud. Uh, New feature I want to show you guys right now. 
I thought it was very interesting. If you guys want to know what Georgia's recruiting class is going to look like and what positions look like the clear priorities, guys, you got to offer what Georgia's kind of targeting early in the class. Georgia has offered 11 QBs. I think they only take one. Georgia has offered seven running backs, just seven running backs. I think they take two. Uh, 32 wide receivers have been offered, and that's just what Georgia does. They traditionally offer a lot of wide receivers. Um, Keep going on down the line. You've got six tight ends, 14 interior offensive linemen. The interior offensive lineman uh, now is a center or guard type. 18 offensive tackles, 35 defensive linemen. Now, those are strictly uh, defensive tackles, uh, nose guards, interior defensive linemen. The 24-7 sports composite, 24-7 sports, uh, which I think does a very good job of rating and classifying and sorting all these players and their offers. Uh, They now make it linebackers and edge guys. Edge guys are the guys like Darius Smith, the guys like uh, Marvin Jones Jr. Georgia has only offered 11 guys in that class. They've only offered 11 linebackers. They've offered 20 cornerbacks, 13 safeties, and 10 athletes. Uh, That's what it kind of looks like right now in terms of a snapshot of where the offers are going out for the 2023 recruiting class. Guys, you got any questions? Happy to facilitate a lot of those questions. I'm going to take a minute and uh, take a lap around Facebook first, and then I'll take a lap around YouTube as well. Billy Hurley, man, thanks for watching. Uh, Sonia Prescott makes a very cool point about uh, overuse and usage rate of backs in college. Uh, Eric Patton has a question here. I think I'm, my, my, my feed's a little bit behind. Uh, Tom Lavelle, thank you for watching. Eric Patton, I think the 24-7 composite reflects 93% of uh, crystal ball rating for Ruben Owens the second because he was at one time committed to Texas and a lot of those guys haven't changed their crystal balls yet. Uh, Brian Marcoulier has a question. Uh, Brian, I hope you're doing good tonight, sir. Uh, he says, Matt Luke, coach when Eli, Man- Eli Manning was at Ole Miss, do I think that that will play a part in Arch's recruitment? I think it's just a family connection there with Arch's recruitment. I mean, the Mannings were always kind of been the first family of uh, Ole Miss football and when Eli was playing, uh, when Eli was there, uh, you know, Matt Lucas was the head coach at Ole Miss for the last several seasons before Lane Kiffin. So obviously those, those families got to know each other really well. Uh, an easy kinship I'll say with Matt Luke and the, the Manning family once he moved over to Georgia. I think a lot of the questions, this is a question I get a lot, uh, kind of, kind of dovetailing off your question, uh, Brian, a uh, question I get a lot is basically, how good is Arch Manning? Like if he was a, if his last name was Jones, if his name was Arch Jones, would he still be the number one player in the country? I don't know if he'd be the number one player in the country, to be honest. I don't know if he would, um, I don't know if he would be, I think he would still be a five-star quarterback. I think he would be one of the top guys in the country, maybe the one, two, three, or four quarterback in the country. Though The guys that are always at the top of the heap in every recruiting cycle are always so stinking good, but I think he's as advertised. I think he has a lot of great qualities. I think one of the things folks, maybe they, they quickly hear the last name Manning and they think Archer is going to be a lot like uh, Eli or a lot like Peyton. When in reality, that's not the case. Arch is really like his grandfather, Archie. He's improvisational. He throws on the run. He's a great athlete. 
not as tall as his uncle Peyton. I think uh, Peyton was about six five or so. I think Arch is probably six three and some change. Maybe stretches out to six four. Um, one of the things you'll notice is he plays for a private school in New Orleans, and the talent there is what it is. I don't think he's had he's had some. I think he's got a tight end good enough to get an Alabama offer. Uh, he at one time during his sophomore and freshman years had a wide receiver that had a bunch of SEC offers. But one of the things I would, you know, he's he's forced to play at a level where he's having to make a lot of plays and, you know, kind of try to play above his head to try and win games for his high school. Uh, one of the things I think that is definitely maybe not a clear indicator of what he is, is I think he's thrown about 20 interceptions in high school football so far. And that doesn't seem very Manning-like as well. I mean, think about think about Gunnar Stockton's year this year. I think Gunnar Stockton threw 52 touchdown passes in class 2A football in Georgia against one interception. Um, but I think that's a maybe a contrast in levels a little bit as well. But um, Arch Manning, certainly a great player, certainly a great talent. Do I think he'd be the number one quarterback in the country uh, without the built-in kind of marketing ability of his last name? I think that is a subject for debate. I think he'd be a five-star. I think he'd be one of the top quarterbacks in the country. But he doesn't have, to me, some of those skill sets like a Trevor Lawrence has or, uh, you know, a Matthew Stafford, a, a name that's quickly comes to everybody's mind this week as well with the success they had today in the parade and also the, Nat, the Super Bowl championship as well. Uh, just, a, just a couple of thoughts there about uh, Arch Manning. Uh, Joseph Kennedy, hey, man, help me out here. Give me, a give me a scoring update. Joseph, for the rest of the night, you are, a, you are our dog nation before the hedges. Uh, Steg dogs. Basketball hoop dogs correspond. Uh, Randy Hall, I'd say Georgia every year has a very strong chance of achieving the final number one ranked class. Randy, I want to be very honest with you, man. Georgia has reached the point where I think it's more important for them to meet needs and find the guys that fit what they're looking for. Kind of what Kirby Smart said, he's going to take some three stars. He's going to take some guys that he think are good character and chemistry fits for his program and guys that don't really – feel like they need a portal if they don't play right away. I think as long as Georgia keeps bringing in guys that are impactful guys, future first-round picks, and they finish somewhere in the top two or three, I think everything is going to be in place for them to win a national championship. Yeah, DGD podcast. Man, hey, thanks for that. Uh, Jamal Jarrett. Yeah, I need to come visit Jamal Jarrett pretty soon. Uh Joseph certainly needs some uh, extremely good wide receivers in the class. Eric Ray uh, brings out – yeah, Justice Haynes definitely needs to be a dog. Uh, Jerry Russell, no, really, if you look at it through history and what I do, your question's a good one. Is the fact that Georgia offers so high a number of receivers indicative of a problem in landing those impact players? I think you just got to cast a wide net at receiver. You got to offer those guys. You got to offer those guys far and wide that you think would uh, enhance your room and upgrade that room and the talent of certain guys you're looking for. I think Georgia always likes to try to find a couple of X guys, a couple, a couple of slot receiver guys, a couple of guys that can play both. That's kind of what they look for. Uh, Randy Hall, uh, Peaches is somewhere right now. I think we gave her a lot of exercise tonight. I don't know where she's at. We had to walk her around the neighborhood. Uh, Peaches has been bad lately, guys. Peaches has been kind of bad. She's been, uh, she don't get walked. She gets tempestuous a little bit, kind of like a five-star receiver that doesn't get the ball. 
Uh, Sony Prescott makes a important distinct, distinction. Louisiana plays public and private schools together. There's no different in the playoffs. Let me see YouTube. YouTube, you got to come with it because I think Facebook had one of their best question sessions in quite some time. Danny Blackman, how are you? Uh, Richard Dees, I mean, really the most impressive receiver out of the ones that I mentioned is I like the Braylon James kid a lot. I've been watching him a lot over the last week or so. Uh, but I also like, I mean, that's the name is Brandon Ennis. I mean, folks, Brandon Ennis is probably, uh, Brandon Ennis would be the best receiver Georgia has ever recruited under Kirby Smart. That's as, as simple as I can say that. Thomas Van Savin, how are you, man? He makes the point that uh, he's loaded. Jordan Bowman makes the point that uh, the five-star quarterback out of Michigan, Dante Moore. See, that's very interesting because, you know, you've got – I think Dylan Lonergan is really good. I think Visna, uh, uh, the young man out of Briarwood Christian in Alabama, is really good. I like – I like even like Marcel Reed out of uh, Montgomery Bell in Nashville. Um I'm Avera, Nicole Amavera. That's another name everybody has on their mind about, you know, the young man out of certainly is, is getting some strong recruiting interest from Tennessee as well. I, I, I do know this. I've seen uh, Dylan Lonergan up close, big boy, Georgia high school football. And I think he has it. I think he has what it takes to play at a very, very high level. Brian McPhail has a question. Which freshman do I think will start this year like Bowers? Starts a stretch. Uh, I think we'll play a lot and contribute. I think Oscar Delp will be a guy that will play a lot and contribute. Uh, play a lot and contribute. Play Contribute, Not maybe not play a lot. Branson Robinson. Uh, I think Marvin Jones and Michael Williams will get in there. Uh, I think Jalen Walker will get in a lot of special teams. I think Malachi Starks will be given every opportunity to be uh, key backup in the uh, in the in the uh, in the secondary. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you guys. Watch for this name. I think Jaheim Singleton has a chance to be, shock people at corner. I say the same thing about Dalen Everett. Of course, those are two five star corners. But the difference is, is those guys come in uh, body types ready to play college football. I think Dalen Everett is very well tested coming out of IMG Academy for the last two years. You guys haven't seen the story on dognation.com. I wrote about him in depth earlier this week. And then also Jaheim Singletary. I think Jaheim Singletary is a guy that has incredible natural cornerback skills. He has the size, he has the length. Um, and then also Julian Humphrey. J folks, folks will probably sleep in a little bit on Julian Humphrey, but uh, Julian Humphrey is about 6'1, he's about 187, 190 pounds got all the speed in the world. I think he would be a great fit for what Georgia wants to do at the slot corner position or the star. He's a guy that can come in and win a lot of matchups right away in the SEC or at least be able to hang. He's going to be big. He's going to be physical. He's going to come up and tackle. But he is going to have incredible speed, like 10-3, 10-4, and 100-type speed, uh, blazing fast, uh, Julian Humphrey. Those are the names, but uh, – 
to make sure I answer your question, Brian McPhail, I got you. The freshman that's going to start is going to be the thunder from down under, Brett the Mighty Thorson. Uh, that's the punter. That job's wide open for him. And, folks, I wouldn't be surprised if he looks every bit as good as uh, Jay Cromartie does probably halfway through his freshman season at Georgia. He's, he's already the same age. I mean, you guys, if you were following that story, I think it was a great story uh, when he committed to Georgia. I believe it was last April or May. And, folks, when punters come to Georgia, punters out of Australia is like – Swipe rights. I mean, it's none of that. It's a matching service where uh, punters at punters at Georgia, punters from Australia, what they do is pro kick Australia. A guy by the name of uh, Nathan Chapman. What he does is he matches punters to schools. And there's no recruiting. There is like, hey, it's almost like in medieval times when they arrange marriages, and you're like the Duke of Windsor and the Duchess of York. That's kind of what it is. Georgia was a all-American program, uh, top five program. And what they did is when they, they matched one of their very best punters they've had in some time with the University of Georgia. Because one of the things Chapman taught, told me is he said, uh, it's a pretty cool story, is he said, we want our Pro Kick Australia punter to come in and for there to be no drop-off from the great, from the great, and he was very impressed with Jake Cromarda. And he said, we don't want people to come in and see the punter from Australia and think that he is not up to the quality that Georgia has for the last four years. So that's why they sent uh, Brett Thorson, 22 years old, I believe right now, uh, Brett Thorson to Athens because they wanted a punter that could come in and punt immediately at the level that Jake Cromarda was at Georgia. And the thought of having a punter like that for another four years that – will probably be 24, 25, 26 years old by the time he leaves Georgia. Certainly a great prospect. And if you guys watch the Ray Guy Awards every year, uh, most of the, the watch list, most of the eventual winners, that, that event and that award has been dominated by Australian-born punters over the last eight or nine years. Danny Blackman has a question. I do think Big Bear will get a lot of real playing time. I think he is a going to be hard to keep him off the field, mentally, physically, everything he brings to the table. Uh, Brian McPhail, I think Georgia has a great shot at Caleb Downs. DSA one, uh, Denylon and Lassiter. Uh, Lassiter um, signed in the uh, 2021 class. Uh, to Marco Thomas, uh, Overton will probably commit sometime in uh, April or May. Uh, Vincent White, uh, talking about two running backs for the class. <clears throat> I, I think any two of the three, any two of the four, probably between Trayon Webb, Richard Young, Ruben Owens, and Justice Haynes, I think that would be ideal. I think Georgia has to have add Justice Haynes in that in this class for so many reasons because I think Justin is just grade A good. Um, besides being a legacy, his work ethic he'd be a great he'd be a great uh, guy that would just be a great worker. Uh, besides his ability to be durable and endure a lot of carries so far in high school football, I think he brings an ability to catch the football. I think he brings kind of next level training and everything else like that. Hmm. 
Guys, it has been a number. It has been a great uh, Before the Hedges. How'd you guys feel about the show? What was your favorite part? Did you like the Marvin Jones interview? Did you like the Ruben Owens, the second interview? I thought it was pretty funny when I, I got Marvin Jones to give me a really original thought about uh, Julian Humphrey. And he called him a clown, a C-O-L-N-W-N clown. That's the guy. I don't know if you saw my videos that I tweeted out on social media from the All-American Bowl in, in uh, Texas. But Julian Humphrey was a guy that, I mean, he couldn't go 35 seconds, 45 seconds without dancing, without moving around, without showing a lot of juice. Um, that's just how hyped up and kind of a, a live wire he is. Brilliant 2022 class. We'll have some more interviews with some of those signees coming up in the coming days. But as always, I want to thank you guys for hanging out on another Before the Hedges. Uh, that's been your intel. I'm Jeff Centel. Everybody out there, be well and have yourself a great rest of the week. And thanks to Kroger. Thanks to everybody for joining us for another night, another Wednesday night of Before the Hedges. Take it easy, everybody. We'll see you again real soon on the pages of dognation.com. Let's go, I'm a bulldog. So Georgia, who won't pick it? I love the family atmosphere and the way they handle business. Education is important, trying to reach the next level. I want the best in life, I never settle.